Master Skywalker, there are too many swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. It's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello, and thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name's Pat, but don't call... Oh, you know what I should have done? I should have gone, Patakin's gone. I am what remains. And then and then come up with a new name or something. Oh, fuck it, sorry. I'm Pat. <coughs> You should just leave that all in. Uh, uh, I'm Pat. <laughs> but... It's Pat. <laughs> I'm, are you sure you're Pat? I don't even know anymore, man. Go ahead. Just talk. Just fine. I'm just, I feel awkward now. I don't even want to like do my sign on. It just feels weird. It's a great energy to start with. And I'm Ryan Sit the Bad Sherman Hess. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, bringing it back. <laughs> Hello there. It's the mayor of Alderaan, Andy. Okay. Uh, we did it. We're guys. back, baby. We, we did, did it. it. We're, back. Just, we're back before we take a three-week break. Because <laughs> 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 I'm probably gonna put in something to appease a, a, a best of. We got a best of coming up because our previous best of has our first three interviews, and our second best of will have our next two interviews. And some of the good little clips from that. So yes. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. I can't wait to hear our um, interview from Mr. Black. <laughs> and um, I can't. Did you guys hear what uh, President Biden said? <laughs> uh, for yeah, yeah. Th- those were. Uh, oh, I thought you. I thought. Yeah, I thought you. He was gonna. I thought you were gonna finish that. <laughs> No, no, I didn't. Go on. No, that's it. I got nothing. As you've no doubt guessed, uh, everybody, this is a Star Wars podcast, uh, and yeah, we're we're rifling through. We're getting on by, waiting for the next bit of Star Wars content. Kenobi how could is you, coming gone. How could you tell from the shitty acting and poor plot? <laughs> poor plot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, very accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm uh it's it's I was expecting a lot more content to come out of San Diego Comic-Con from this past weekend. And so maybe that's why it feels like there's a little bit of a void right now especially. I'm just kind of like like a Star Wars like Star, Star Wars, Wars content. content certainly. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I'm sorry. There's cuz Mar- Marvel literally <laughs> just just like threw up everywhere. Put out the teat and just like let it flow uncontrollably. Yeah. Just everywhere. Well, generally, you have to you have to suck from a teat in order to get the milk flowing. But they just like they just took the lid off and let, uh, emptied the bottle of the tit. Yeah, <laughs> that's how tits work, right? Just, <laughs> I've never seen. Cut, yeah, I think so. I wish I this was just, a video. I think you just unscrew the nipple and then the milk comes out, right? I wish this was a video uh, medium so that we could show Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi drinking the milk <laughs> and he makes that face. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing that, that that got to that point like they wrote that scene and then filmed it and then still kept it in the movie executed like what is that supposed to show what is that supposed to show that he's happy he in terms of character. that he doesn't give a shit anymore 
But it would be less weird if like the 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 creature wasn't like sitting on its haunches, like lean back and just like letting it, it looked do it. A, there was something just very like sexual and uncomfortable. It looked a little it. too cool with what he was doing to it. For some reason, like a, yeah. like a cow standing up seems like it's like yeah, that makes sense. Sure, you reach underneath and you go for it. Whereas like this thing is in a yeah, leisurely just... position. It's laying back. All it needs is its flippers behind its head and like like tapping Luke on the head when he's when he's about ready to blow it into the bottle. Like it's just it, it's just when they're hanging out, he just like casually starts like pushing his flipper and just nudging him closer. Well then Stop and it. then Ray just sees her Ray sees her and then she's like, Don't look at me, bitch. <laughs> and then Ray hey, turns away. My, wait your goddamn turn. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Um, parody. Anyways. <laughs> How about that Star Wars? Take a turn. Yeah, so, uh, again, there wasn't a ton that came out of San Diego Comic-Con for Star Wars this weekend. I mean, if you're into it, there's some cool toys that came out. They got, like, a, a, a an exclusive Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber that's going to be, like, a thousand bucks. Fun. Ooh. Oh, I want that so bad. I don't think it's a thousand dollars. I think it's like four hundred bucks. <laughs> I've seen it on like GameStop website, the exact one, the Black Series one that they're talking about. I think it was like four hundred, okay. maybe five hundred. Is this like a different one though? Is this one like slightly different, the newest one? It's like, yeah. So they say it's essentially based off the series, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I still want to get myself a, a green Luke lightsaber. I, I want the Kenobi lightsaber because I want to display it on my off in my office. Oh, give give me that Dooku curve, that little hook. Oh, oh you I like, like that, the curve, eh? baby. I like the, I like the curve. The <laughs> the it, is that representative of something else? It's I I feel very very. Let's just say I feel very close to it. <laughs> You're drawn to it for some reason. Know how yeah. to use it. You know how to wield it. Yeah, and it's ridiculously red. <laughs> Maybe you should uh, stop playing with it for a little bit. Give it a bit of a break. <laughs> hey. Is it red? Be- uh, God, I shouldn't say it. Never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Felice. Because uh, <laughs> explicit is as high as we can as high as we don't can kink, rate these don't, episodes. Don't kink. Don't kink shame. Hey, there's a there's a yum for every yuck out there. By by golly, so don't you go shaming nothing. Get, get yours. <laughs> and I've never said yuck in my life. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, fun. Um, okay, here's another uh, bit of news. I guess today, as of the day of recording here, July 26th, uh, it's Aunt and Uncle Day. So StarWars.com posted a nice little article saying, in honor of National Aunt and Uncle Day, StarWars.com salutes mm-hmm. the couple that sacrificed everything for their nephew. And they start with a nice little poem. Oh. Roses are red. Milk is blue. The most underrated parents in Star Wars are Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Can't argue with that. Uh, right? Like, they... Uh, I... They they didn't get a lot of screen time. They didn't need a lot of screen time. Maybe they could have used more based on how they were hyped up for the Kenobi series. Being like these titular characters. They're back, baby. After, nef- what was it? 14, 15, 16, 17 years. Like, Mm -hmm. the same actors are back. Great. Wonderful. But they got, like, maybe four to five minutes of screen time. Maybe. Yeah. And, like, like probably half of that for Baru. Um, 
Yeah. But it showed that they were pretty badass. Like, they were willing to Mm -hmm. risk it all for Luke. They were, like, Mm -hmm. they were fighting for it. They they knew the stakes, and they knew what this was. Like, uh, you know, Owen stood up to a lightsaber. Baru just kicks ass and goes back and gets uh gets the blasters and throws them to uh uh to owen is just like all right suit up bitch away we go um Mm -hmm. there was one thing as well apparently baru does have some backstory uh she was expanded on in uh, one of the ek johnson books i think it's queen shadow i think anyways where it's like talks it's more focused on amidala and i think there's like some Mm -hmm. interaction with baru and she was like part of this big liberation underground liberation army like one of the leaders apparently uh that was instrumental in freeing a lot of slaves on tatooine and that's why uh like it was i think klieg lars was part of it as well initially and that's why he he married uh shmi skywalker was because they were part of this liberation army and that's how they met um Mm. so i i i I didn't read a ton of that. I would like to read those books one day, but um, uh, yeah, it's like I, I thought it was a little bit of a neat little backstory, neat little touch. So, the end mm-hmm. of Kenobi, well, I think, did them a, a nice little, nice little bit of justice. And, and and to be fair, the whole reason that Luke is so wholesome and you know his moral compass is because of that, right? Like Kenobi only really trained him for like like a ship, like a spaceship ride. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so like all of the, like Luke's morals are come from like Baru and Owen. So, yep. Thank you. Yep. So, um, so yeah, they're like, like you say, they're the reason that he's a good dude. And they you know, they got kind of a, painted in a bad light a little bit, or at least Owen did as the persnickety old father figure that said, no, of course you can't go anywhere. You can't have any fun. You got to stay here and do chores. Like, well, to well, be fair, it wasn't like just like going to have fun. It was like going to like potentially die at war, right? Yeah. And he knew like, you know, Obi-Wan trained Anakin and look how well that went. So mm-hmm. he's just trying to, he just loved Luke and he was trying to protect him. Yes. Maybe he could have been softer about it. Maybe he could have been nicer about it. But Are we to believe down. that Owen thinks Anakin is dead? No. Or does he know? I think he know. Hmm. No, because I don't know if they really Obi Wan really didn't even did really establish know. that. No, Obi-Wan I think if Obi Wan if Obi Wan didn't know, and there's no scene of him telling Owen, I would say that Owen thinks he's dead. Yes, yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Of course, because Obi Wan didn't know. I was just curious, like at the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and who knows? Well, yeah, yeah. maybe that'll be disgusting. Kenobi season two, if they <laughs> actually do make it. Which who are we? That's freaking kidding. Happen. Of course they will. Oh. You don't think they'll make it? I guess they'll make it. It's I mean, just, it's it's this, it's got to be very specific what it's about. Yeah, it's the speed at which they're pumping out the content, which would make me believe that no, they're probably not going to make it. Like these shows are forever to make, millions of dollars, actors' time. I mean, what else is you and doing these days? I'm sure other stuff, but like, like at some point they're going to. Like the thing with Marvel is that they just they just keep expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding, which Disney will do with Star Wars too at some point, right? Like mm-hmm. eventually, there's only so many stories that are actually meaningful to people in between the movies. 
we're yeah. we're gonna we're like I don't know what phase Star Wars is in, whether they're in phase three or four or five of their vision, yeah. like Marvel. But like we're gonna be getting in to the subsequent phases. Like we're gonna start seeing the movies of just after the uh, Rise of Skywalker with Rey, and then we're gonna see flash forwards, right? Like. Are we going to see episodes 10, 11, 12, or are we going to see episodes 13, 14, 15 first? Right? Like, like yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they're going to eventually start going forward and really building and I new hope they, I kind of hope they do. Because in some ways, they have it's like to now. trying to, like, patch over plot holes or try and make it work. It's just so difficult to do a prequel properly because you know the ending already, you know? Yeah. And, and there's already so much expectation of what people think happened. Um, and the one thing that Marvel is going for is like the comics have been around for like 60 years. Right. So there's tons of lore and characters and stories that they haven't told that people want to still hear. Um, and all that stuff was always connected in the comics. So Star Wars, it's it's new territory. Yeah. And, well, hell, even the Marvel, they've introduced the multiverse theory. So fucking everything's canon now. And then so, after that, though, what, where do you go from there? Yeah. Like, after you do Secret Wars, I, like, like... I really struggle with the multiverse stuff. Like, it's not their fault. Like, obviously, it's existed before Disney bought, bought it all. It's just... What I struggle with with the whole multiverse... It's actually what I dislike about this world-between-worlds crap with Star Wars. Is... I, I really like... As much as it's fictional... I like mm-hmm. when something has a very clear, like this has happened and that is it. I don't like when I don't like shows that do I mean, back to the future was its own thing. <laughs> um, I don't want to rip on doc Brown and Marty McFly here, but I really struggle like in other stuff where it's like, well, we'll just go take a time machine and we'll fix it all. Like end, end game yeah. was good, but like, Yes. That was like a one-off thing. I was comfortable with that. That was good. My fear for Star Wars is it's just like, okay, we need to like bring back this character because we think we can make money off them. So we'll just use the world between worlds theory as a way to justify them coming back into the universe so that we can make a movie or a show about them and make more money. Mm-hmm. They yeah, force there's, it. There's no stakes yeah, anymore. Or it doesn't feel it's like... Not, it's not, it's not or earned or organic. It's like too much of a shortcut. It's like that was a deuce ex machina kind of thing you know it's just like them just like it's just just like the writers or whatever just like oh i'm gonna take this character and put it here where like like, yeah Yeah, like let's be Um, real if if the day comes where robert downey jr is fucking desperate enough and just really wants to do it oh let's go back in time and we'll snap our fingers again and you'll be back to life and we'll just do that like i like yeah i liked how that ended it, it made the sacrifice meaningful. Yes. It's the first time they, Marvel, like Black, Black Widow came before him, but it's the first time like Marvel actually had a death that stuck. Yeah. Well, Black Widow then immediately got a prequel right after that too. So you, you weren't done with Black Widow. And that's mm. fine though. I, I'm okay with that. Like she kind of deserved her one standalone movie, but like aside from that, I, th- I really think they should have taken a break after Endgame because there's no, yeah. it's just 10 years and the build up to it. Like 
it just it was it was perfect. How do you rebuild that hype again? You know oh what my I mean? god, there like, was no there was no refractory period whatsoever. You're just like no, you're just you're, you're just pushing rope at that time. It's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's just like you're just there because you feel like you have to be. You have to entertain. You have to please. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like and, and personally, you know, I I think. I think Infinity War is the best Marvel movie. I think it is perfect. The pacing of that movie, it just goes. Yeah. And it just like every time I turn it on, I have to watch it all the way to the end. And then the way it ends with everyone like being spoilers for four years ago, it gets dusted. Like it's just, <laughs> it's perfect. And then Endgame is great, but Endgame is just a very different beast. It's just wrapping up all the loose ends and it's like the... The, the the kind of final period to that whole saga it's the satisfaction mm-hmm. it's what made empire great because there was like yes. this huge climactic kind of event and you're just like holy shit like yeah. what's gonna happen next it's that that crescendo that peak of just yes. like that's oof. right this is a star wars podcast good good job <laughs> good, good job. tie back good tie back it's, uh... <laughs> well I, maybe okay we can bring it back to you know star wars can take some lessons from marvel you know it's okay to take some time and, you know, really make some good content, not sure. rush everything. Because, I, I, you know, Boba Fett, even a little bit of Kenobi, some of it is feeling a little rushed. I don't know if you like some of the special effects. and everything. Oh, yeah. If you look at season one Mando, compare that to Boba Fett and then even Kenobi. Like season one of Mando looked like a movie, like it was gorgeous. But they had they had no real timeline. They're just like, oh, we're going to work on this Mandalorian thing. Disney Plus is coming out a couple years from now. Take your time. Right. Now they have to do, and I don't know, maybe if Favreau and Filoni are kind of overstretched a bit, just trying to keep all the pieces in place and not giving as much attention to it. I don't know, but we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully Andor is good. Yeah. I have, I have low expectations, so. It's supposed to be very political. Most political since um, Phantom Menace, but. Oh boy. Oh boy. But I, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're due for that. Maybe we're due for a little bit of yeah. organization and a little bit of explanation as to why shit is the way it is. And that'll give some explanation for later on to see, like, like I wouldn't be surprised if they start planting seeds of, like, the First Order, even this far mm. this far back. You know, this takes place before the original trilogy. It's like... Yeah. Like, are they going to... I know, I know we, we harp on it all the time, but, like, somehow Palpatine returned. But the story, like, of the sequel trilogy would be so much better if Palpatine didn't come back. Like if you if you're planting the seeds now, and there were factions of the Empire that were more extreme than Palpatine even, and that's what became broke off and became the New Order is far more interesting than him orchestrating everything. Totally. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna call one right now. I'm gonna think we got uh, uh, General Hux, his dad. Can't remember what his dad's name is. Fuck. But he Mr. was like. Hux. In- <laughs> please mr hux is my father <laughs> that works that works so mr hux um because in the in a lot of the novelizations uh specifically phasma i think it was he was uh in there quite a bit and he was instrumental in being one of the ones that would start abducting children to mm. make them into stormtroopers and he was like like the the instigator of like the training program to l- get away from the cloning shit that uh, uh, some of the other moths were. Um, well, no, no, I don't think they were a fan of it, but they needed to cut costs. And so they started just taking kids instead of expensively mm-hmm. growing them. Um, and, and, and Hux was one of those main characters. So I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of those like, you know, big old 
uh, moths that they're alluding to in the uh, in the trailer that we've got so far to say like these guys are I can't remember how exactly they put it, but it's like fat cats on top of the world basically. Do you think we'll see anyone else from like Rogue One? Do you think like Krennic will be in it? I love Krennic. That'd be cool. Um, I just love what's that. in I just it? Love uh, that Mon Mothma is going to be in it, and she was in Rogue One. Right. Uh, she'll be she'll be pretty big in it, I'd imagine. Um. And who's the, what's the name of the guy who helped design the Death Star? Oh, Galen Urso. Urso. Yeah, Urso, think... yeah. Ooh, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Be there, the bo- there's a book. I, I keep going back to the books. I fucking love my books because they keep getting, there's there's just more content. If you're too impatient <laughs> for movies and TV shows, pick up a fucking book, I tell you. But there was a uh, a book that was immediately prior to, uh, well, not immediately, but it, it led up to Rogue One called Catalyst. And it talked heavily of the relationship between Krennic and Galen. It was essentially like their story. Um, and just like like how Krennic convinced Galen to work on this in the first place. Uh, mm-hmm. And how like why was Galen such like a, a wonderkin, not a wonderkin, but like why he was so brilliant in, why, why was he the guy? And this kind of went into detail yeah. explaining a lot of that. Um Really good book. But you, um, you do get the impression from that very brief flashback that they were actually friends at one point. Oh, that, yeah, Galen, they were. Right? They were. They were. So, they were buddies. They were uh, like college buddies. And um, it'd be interesting to see that that the, the divide. You know, as Krennic became more aligned with the Empire, and yeah. Galen saw what was happening, and then had to run away. That's yeah, an interesting story. I, might, I might re-listen to that actually now. Now that I'm back into it again, because a I want to watch Rogue One again, and I'm. Rogue One's great. It's been a, that was such a good movie. That was fucking awesome. That that I think paved the way for a lot of this extra. That like that was a risk, right? Like when you think about it at yeah. the time, that was a huge risk. Being like non Star non Skywalker saga. Yes, it's it's tied to it. Yes, they got the cameos, you know, right at the end there. But ooh, going off going off off trilogy for a Star mm-hmm. Wars movie. Ooh. Risky business, but uh, but no, the, the the movie was amazing, um, and uh, and yeah, uh, and like I said, Catalyst is a great piece of content if you're looking to, uh, you know, get get even more information on what their relationship was like, and hopefully, like you say, it ties into Rogue One or uh, Andor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but alas. Um, now speaking of movies, here, gentlemen, I found a website. Found uh, our our article of the week. 10 failed Star Wars movies, parentheses, and why they didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, now this is from whatculture.com. I'll put the link in our bio, in the um, show notes here. And uh, this article goes over some of the Star Wars projects, in movie form specifically, that never got off the ground for this, that, or the other reason. Uh, and it's, it's kind of, it, it interested me to read some of these. Um, I went through it. I won't read the article word for word. I'll just kind of give a little synopsis over it and we can chat about what they would have been like or our feelings towards them, uh, as we're going along here. So number 10 is Star Wars episode nine, Duel of the Fates. Trevorrow. Mm. Uh, in 2016, he co-wrote a script and titled it Duel of the Fates with regular, uh, collaborator Derek Connolly. And uh, and if you hadn't read it yet or heard about it yet, highly recommend it. Uh, I, I don't think I actually listened to it all the way through, but I loved what I did listen to. I loved what I was able to listen to because uh, it was a guy just like essentially narrating it on YouTube, I think. 
and uh, it kicked a million asses. It was great. Mm. Um, just reading the script, this this found script. Oh, nice. Um, now, apparently it would have, uh, it says here, Duel of the Fates would have included a lot more of Rose Tico, a lot less of Palpatine, none of him, in fact, and it would have revealed that Ray's last name is Solana, ending the movie with her vowing to train children in the ways of the Force. Oh, ooh, ooh, that made me, that made my Dooku lightsaber twitch a little bit. Uh, we've seen, uh, Kenobi, it should be Kenobi, it should be Kenobi. It should be, but God had other plans. Uh, we would have also, (laughs) we would have also seen the forest ghosts of Yoda, Luke, and Obi-Wan in the same frame, which would have been an incredible moment to experience. Could you imagine? Could you fucking imagine? Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, with Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, like, there is Force Ghost? Never mind with Yoda? Ewan McGregor or a very or a, a, some sort of a deep fake of Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness in combination? Yeah. Probably some combination. Probably Alec Guinness. I, I would think. think Ewan McGregor dolled up like uh, like Guinness. Alec Guinness. Like Alec Guinness. Like he would have had the like just dyed, blonde, dyed white hair, white beard. I could see them doing oh. like trying to like digitally just alter him a bit and then like do what they did in uh, The Force Awakens where they pair the voices together. Yes. So uh, I posted like, on our... Maybe like... Uh, I posted on our Instagram yeah. stories today how they made that. How they made... Uh, uh, um, I was say Ray. Uh, that one... That very first line or the very first scene with Obi-Wan Kenobi in A New Hope where he goes, Come here, little friend. Don't be afraid. When he said afraid, he took off af and duh. So it's af ray duh. So they yeah. took it. So they just made it Ray. So that's that's how they got him to say Ray. I love, and, uh, I love you, McGregor. There, Ray, Ray, Ray. <laughs> yeah, like, hang on, I'll go to find it. <laughs> that yeah, was Irish, Ray. sorry, but Ray. Um. Uh, so, it, it, but yes, I I agree. They should have done some kind of thing, blend it together, a la, um, you know, Anakin, or sorry, Hayden Christensen and James Earl Jones. Do something like that, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but even still, the three of them as force ghosts, that would have like busted a, an entire theater's worth of nuts, uh, while we're getting to this nerd stuff here. So, uh, anyways, Trevor, Trevor left the project in 2017 for reasons unknown. The official statement was that he and Lucasfilm had creative differences, but it was suspected that the real reason was the critical and commercial failure of his movie, The Book of Henry which was released mere months before he exited episode nine. What? I I hate that. Oh, God. I I, I hate that people can't see the forest through the trees or the trees through the forest, whatever the fucking thing is, where they're just like, they're looking for that, like, that bit of beauty that's right there in front of them, but they're not taking the time to just, like, study it and analyze it, and they're just, like, judging it. Oh, God. It's like regardless of how bad that other movie was, which I'm pretty sure was really bad. If he did a good movie, he did a good movie, right? And by the sounds of it, the script was much more interesting than what we got. And and as much as I hate the choices made in The Last Jedi, I respect them in some ways for doing something different. Um, And I really think Disney should have just stuck with it. It would have been much more satisfying if they just stuck with it as opposed to just try and, you know, backtrack and, you know, retcon and like 
basically jamming a trilogy's worth of stories into one movie. Yeah, by, by bringing JJ back, ending. by bringing JJ back, they tried to course correct to his original yeah. vision, and yeah, just the the payoff wasn't quite there, unfortunately for me, anyways, personally. Like, tell me. Uh, moving right along. Next one is loading. I gotta hit that earlier next time. Number nine, Wookiee and Droid solo movies. So, when George Lucas was in the midst of crafting his original trilogy, he wasn't just thinking about the main episodic films. At one stage, he was actually considering developing two spin-off flicks, one focused on Wookiees and the other one focused on droids. So, little no, is known about these projects. Yeah, right. Uh, because it's clear Lucas didn't get very far with them. Um, mm-hmm. He said, quote, I came up with some ideas for a film about robots with no humans in it, he said. That sounds very George. Uh, adding mm. that he also thought of a film just about Wookiees, nothing else. Again, sweet, oh pure subtitles. Um, so why didn't it happen? We, we've seen the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's like honestly like 30 minutes of just a Wookiee sound and no subtitles. <laughs> so Lucas decided to focus his efforts on the mainline Star Wars trilogy and these spinoffs never came to pass. That said, it's possible that he gave some of his ideas to the teams that made the anima- animated droids and Ewoks shows and maybe some of his Wookiee ideas made it to the disastrous Star Wars holiday special. There it is. Um, if that is... Oh, that reminds this- me. Sorry. There you go. They watched the Ewok show in um, Stranger Things. Yes, they Almost did. Positive. Yes, they, they did. did. Sorry, that's you go back to your article. I just remembered that. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. I gave a little fist pump, uh, or like uh, you know that scene in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where Leo like snaps the TV and goes, "What?" Just pointing. Whoop whoop whoop. That was me, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, easy. Hate the last movie. line of here is if that is the case, then we definitely dodged a blaster shot there. Yeah, that would have been brutal. <laughs> it, well, yeah. I mean, you kind of see like Bruce Valanche. Go back and listen to that episode, folks, if you haven't already. But uh, hello, yeah, Bruce boys. Valanche kind of hello, boys. He, uh, <laughs> he he did he did explain rather well. I gave it reason like, okay, you want you want this show to be made? Let's think this through. These guys speak no English whatsoever. You need pure like like pantomime and like inference and other English speaking characters that can understand these Wookies to interpret some kind of story for you. That fucking sucks. So what all did you? All expect? they need is some sort of like plot device where they would be like, "Oh, we're putting on this special, you know, Wookie filter," and then they just you know do something, and then all of a sudden you can understand <laughs> what the hell they're saying. Right, or the, so the, the Rosetta you know, Wookiee stone. Plant, it becomes Planet of the Apes. Twenty-five minutes in. <laughs> yeah. No. no. Caesar <laughs> is home. Chewbacca is home. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even brought myself to watch the last of that um, Planet of the Apes movies because the, the they're always just so bloody heartbreaking. Uh, like, where where for the Planet of the Apes? I like the Planet of the Apes movies. I love I them. Do. The first one. Uh, and then the second one was great. It wasn't it just, all like, of, yeah, it wasn't all of what I thought it would be. The third one, I, I was disappointed. Hmm. I really the, the scene though in the second one where he's watching the video camera and James Franco's in the video oh. camera, and he's just like, it's too sad." A good man, 
like you. I'm like, I cried. I fucking cried. <laughs> anyway. uh, James Franco. Too bad he swipes right on little girls. But uh, anywho. <laughs> so they say. So they say. Unproven. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, Is there a whole subplot on 30 Rock where he had relationships with like pillows? He was like sexually attracted to like anime pillows or something? Did I just make that up? <laughs> I never watched 30 Rock. So. I so. <laughs> what? I don't think I saw a frame of 30, 30 Rock. Walk, 30 Rock. Ah. 30 Rock. Oh, fuck. That would have been a great like Chinese cooking show. Remember, remember that guy Walk with Yan on, I think it was CBC television? No, just me. It was, yeah. It, it was. It was a. Yeah. No, I never watched that. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He, he was like. He, yes. He's like a homesick. Like when he you're had homesick. Your, he had your classic like '90s uh, set, like talk shows. Oh, '80s. Set behind him. '80s. Yeah. '80s. Yeah, yeah. And okay, uh, yeah, he always had these. About. He always had a pun that had walk to do with it on his apron. So it would be like walk with me. Or uh, walk, uh, is just like, oh, I remember that guy. Uh, walk a mile, something like that. But it, anyways, he was very, 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 very pun. But uh, alas, um, where are were we here? Um, the number eight, the George Lucas sequel trilogy. So in 1978, it was report in 1978. Wow. Mm. It was reported that Lucas was planning a dozen Star Wars movies in total. In subsequent interviews, this would be dropped down to nine. But either way, it was clear that he'd one day planning on making some direct follow-ups to his original trilogy. Um, had Lucas actually gotten to make episodes seven, eight, and nine, he was reportedly planning to explore Luke's life as a Jedi, while also introducing Luke's sister, who is in this iteration would not be Leia, in the middle chapter. Some of his more up-to-date plans included Darth Maul apprentice Darth Talon, uh, and Leia being the main character, and Luke attempting to kickstart a new generation of Jedi. Interestingly, Lucas was also planning to kill Luke in Episode 8, which is exactly what happened in the Episode 8 we ended up getting. Oh, interesting. So why it didn't happen... The only difference being that Luke would have been like a kick-ass Jedi and not like an old grumpy man. Probably would have gone down in a blaze of glory defending like that as opposed to just like farting at a rock and turning into wind. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spent. <laughs> it would have been better if he just like lit one last cigarette and just like, <sighs> and just like just disappeared like that. But anyway, like I mean, it would have been even better if why why did he have to be a stupid force ghost? Like, why couldn't he just be actually have been there? I know and died. Died while you know letting them escape. Well, they would have like, they would have had to explain would, why he got a haircut on the way there or how he got a haircut on the way there. Trimmed his no, beard. No, but they should have shot it differently. Is his point? <laughs> yeah, he could have looked old. He should have had his green lightsaber. Yes, and he. Sh- I, I would have been more. I mean, I guess it's it's hindsight, right? Because you don't know. Because if that's what we knew, then we wouldn't know the other thing. But like, it would have been better. If he just if they just would have redone the Alec Guinness thing, yeah, yeah, but I agree that he actually would have been there. Because think about that moment. In that moment, I was so immersed with the fact that he's there, and I'm trying to make sense. Did he just like dye his hair and get a haircut because he's like it's returned really, to being a, a Jedi? Choice. 
Well, yeah, but I'm like, yeah. is it because he's back being a Jedi and he's like taking care of himself again? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, took a shower, the image, and then and then I saw the foot on the ground, but I didn't quite clue in initially when I first saw the movie that he was wasn't really like on the ground. Yeah, it was. And then, and then I remember kind of realizing when when uh, Kylo first goes at him, like, okay, something's off here. And then I started to like clue, I'm like, oh, oh. Oh. Don't do it. Don't do I it. I was like very I'm like I was very upset. Like just fucking show up, man. Or or if he's going to project himself, don't let him just die. Right? Like I don't know. Anyways, we we ripped on that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, for sure. Um okay, sorry. I got to digest di- di- I got to digest. I got to digress on this for a second when you mentioned Obi-Wan Kenobi like and how he died like that. I posted this on our Instagram uh, a couple days ago as well. It might actually... I can't remember. Anyways. Uh, how fucked is it, from Vader's point of view, if you realized, like, Han Solo and what he did? Han Solo brought his son, his daughter, his, uh, his droid, the droid that he built, and his fucking master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, to the Death Star. Like he brought them all at once. Like, Vader must have been like, who is this... Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was in the quote, but it's like, who is this motherfucker in the vest bringing my entire, like, this is your life <sighs> cast to Obi-Wan to hired him, right? I mean, Obi-Wan was really the one that brought them together. That's true, yeah. Leia reached out to Obi-Wan to rescue him, and Obi-Wan realized, oh, I gotta get Luke, so he got Luke and then just hired on. It's just pure luck that Hansel happened to be there. I still struggle with the fact that Obi Wan in episode one, uh, episode four, doesn't acknowledge that he is aware of who R two D two and C three PO are. Like, and and what makes that frustrating is that when they were doing the prequels, like, why would you write it in? <laughs> like, why did you write it in such a way where they even met? Or had meaningful yeah. interactions. Like literally when Padme is brought on board. Like C-3PO is like, oh, Master Obi-Wan, I brought her on board. And he taps him on the shoulder like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> that's it. And then obviously R2 is like a common thread throughout the prequels. Mm-hmm. And like interactions with Obi-Wan. It's just like. I guess maybe from like. And why make Anakin they, they create s- C-3PO? That was a stupid thing ever. I, I get that. I will, I will, I will say, yes, he shouldn't have made C-3PO, but I do think it's more that like, they're just so everywhere. Ro- droids. We watch it and we see R2 and C-3PO, but there's like how many other droids like that? It's just like a computer for them. It's just like, you know, a car. Like, I don't think Obi-Wan really thinks about it in the same way that we do. True. Yeah. So but it's R2, just like, but R two is a bit different, like because even in Revenge of the Sith, he's like when the Buzz droids are on the ships at the very opening scene of Episode three, like Anakin's like, "Oh, get him, R two, get him, R two," and they really invest in this relationship. And then there's a scene where Obi Wan's like, "Good R two, or R two, hit for the center eye, well done, R two." It's just like you're developing a character relationship there. That's more than just. I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, I well, I always got the impression from that from that line that Obi Wan did know him. He's like, I don't recall owning a droid, but that was just kind of like a nod to R two. He, I don't know. 
Yeah, I think but, you gotta. I think you gotta stretch that to make that work. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not like it's not a huge issue. It's just like you literally had you were writing the before story, like yes. so you have all the information you need to have it make sense. Yes, he, why? He, he, why he made it more? He made it so much more complicated for himself than he needed to. Yeah, like why make it even a question? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, can, I can rationally th- sit there to have it make sense. Be like, oh yeah, he's just like, oh, there's all kinds of droids, and you know, he didn't own a droid. He's being a little cheeky, and you know, he's been in the desert for a long time, and you know, blah 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 blah. But like, you literally had an opportunity just to write the story to flow in to make sense. Yeah. Why didn't you just do it? I read like a fan theory. I think I forget where I saw it. Maybe it was on YouTube, and they suggested that like Anakin should have actually made R two and not C three PO because. His mom didn't need C-3PO. Because, like, you remember, like, when Owen, when they're going to buy the droids, and Owen's like, what the hell am I going to do with the protocol droid? Um, but they needed an R2 unit. So, like, I feel like it would have made more sense if Anakin made R2. And that would yes. make more sense why he's, like, so different in, in everything. And C-3PO could just be, like, a bumbling idiot who just happens to kind of be in the background. Right. I also think it's stupid that he buries his mom at the farm homestead. Like, I understand that she marries the guy and, like, the Lars dad. And, like, I get that. But it's, like, no other place in any Star Wars imagery in, in like, the prequels. because Or not the prequels. In the originals, because obviously they were the originals. Or in the Kenobi series. Or when Rey goes back there in the last, in the Rise of Skywalker. Do they even show the little cross and where her burial is? Like, Right. When she's going to bury her the lightsaber, she's like finds like a hand or something. Yeah. Or they like they they bury like they hide Luke. It's also like a little bit of a thing. Like I guess you know why would if Vader is closing himself? Well, they think he's dead. So there you go. There's the explanation. They think he's dead originally. So good for them. But even after that, it's like now you know he's alive. And Luke is on this planet. Well, does does Darth? I don't think Darth Vader knows that his kids are alive. No, he, yeah, no, he doesn't. No, no. But they know yeah. Vader. They now know that Vader is alive. That Anakin's right. alive in Vader. So I get it. Like you're just kind of like playing it off that like he's like your nephew and blah blah. But like that's where Anakin. That's where his mom's buried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you think it's plausible? He might want to visit the grave at some point like maybe <laughs> i'm not saying it's gonna yeah. happen but like let's just let him play with his little spaceship beside grandma shmi's fucking grave <laughs> oh who's <laughs> this guy in the mask like fuck it just it infuriates me yeah okay so sorry i've been quiet here for a few minutes very unlike me because there is a book for a second to be honest <laughs> there is a book that i that i own the Princess, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy. It's kind of like a reimagine, not a reimagining, a retelling from different points of view of A New Hope. Mm. It's a canon novel, too. But it's just like, there's, there's some scenes in there where you may be like, ah, it's a stretch, but hey, it's for, from a certain point of view. Um, so anyways, Obi-Wan did recognize R2-D2. He did. Like, uh, right before the Death Star blows up, actually, um, so here it is. 
Uh, this matter was fully put to rest in the canon novel The Princess, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy, which retells Episode Four events. In this tale, during everyone's ride to Alderaan, which would end up taking them to the Death Star, aboard the Millennium Falcon, Luke engages a training droid with his lightsaber. Han watches, but also notices Obi-Wan fondly place a hand on R2's dome, quietly stating, It's good to fly with you again, my old friend. This was so quiet that Han wasn't sure he'd heard correctly, and he probably didn't think much of it, as he wasn't present when Obi-Wan falsely implied on Tatooine that he didn't know R2. This revolution uh, firmly puts the matter to rest, but even with this little addition, Obi-Wan's vague words weren't really a contradiction, though it's nice to see a more obvious nod to his recollections. Mm. So, in this book, he does acknowledge him, and this is like, as Luke is doing the... I, I think it's right as like... I think it's right after Han sits down and says, like, don't everyone thank me at once when, like, the training is going mm. on. When Luke's wave, like, got, got the little droid firing away at him kind of thing. So, so mm-hmm. apparently he did know that R2-D2 did indeed fly with him way back when. <laughs> that that, that, that can be put to rest, sir. But didn't R2, R2 was more of Anakin's droid, though, was he not? Yeah, but they flew together, yeah. not like together side by side. Oh, I'm, I'm sure they did fly in a couple of missions together and and shit. I don't know. I'm reaching, but <laughs> it's justified in this article, damn it. I mean, I wonder if they're, I don't think that it's really true, but I wonder if it's like he's very almost like tentative because like, wait, you were, you were Anakin's R2 unit. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> What do you, what's your motive? Yeah. Um, but, uh, do I trust you? I don't know. I don't recall owning a droid. But I mean, like, so much shit happens off camera that you don't necessarily see as well, right? Like, he could have had another little conversation mm-hmm. like this in the hut while Luke was, you know, playing with the little... Uh, well, no, he didn't have his toy at Obi-Wan's place. <laughs> um, but maybe when he, when he went to go take a piss, like, maybe Obi-Wan <laughs> and him were just like... And R2 were like, hey, man. <laughs> How are you, dude? Good to see you. Like a lot of shit happens off camera, but it's true. alas, yeah. back to this it's list. It's a hard one. It was hard, R two. It was hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Don't forget to wipe. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, so yeah. In early 2010s, get circling right back to why George Lucas's trilogy never happened. Uh, that's a complete circle. Not. Um, I just did a Borat knot. That's great. Uh, so yes, Disney took over, so that's why that never happened. Um, now here's an interesting one. Number seven, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Now this is like known as the first Star Wars book that's out there. So what happened was Lucas wasn't so sure that the initial that that his movie was going to be a success. So he um. Actually, it was someone else. Alan Dean Foster ghost wrote it, but credited uh, with George Lucas, wrote um, this book that was under Star Wars from the Adventures of Luke Skywalker. It was published in November 1976, but this wasn't the only Star Wars book uh, Foster was contracted to produce. Uh, so he wrote the second book, which is called Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Um Sorry, I think I, I fumbled that up a little bit. So this guy wrote a, uh, a novelization of A New Hope first. 
but he was also contracted to write a second book called Splinter of the Mind's Eye, um, which was sort of a backup plan because Lucas wasn't quite sure that the first one was going to take off. And even if it did, maybe he could get away with like a low budget second, like second film. And so, uh, so this was kind of like a plan B for it. So it was about him and Leia, I think it was. Uh, yeah, the plot of the novel follows Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia as they crash land on the swamp planet Mimban. And here the pair seek out powerful and mysterious Kyber crystals. The spelling was K-A-I-B-U-R-R. That spelling was later changed to the K-Y-B-E-R we use today, which I thought was interesting. It's like, oh shit, that's like, that's the birthplace of the Kyber crystal. Uh, while Luke squares off again against Darth, or Luke squares off against Darth Vader and ends up chopping off his arm. So why it didn't happen, though Lucas wasn't confident that Star Wars would resonate with audiences, it began breaking box, box office records and almost as, you know, as soon as it debuted in 1977. Uh, so with the success in mind, there was simply no need for Splinter of the Mind's Eye to be turned into a movie, and Lucas was free to produce his preferred, more big-budget Star Wars sequel, which led to the Empire Strike Back. Um, so Splinter of the Mind's Eye was still published as a novel in 1978, and because the entire world was Star Wars crazy by that point, it ended up selling like death sticks in a Coruscant nightclub. <laughs> um, I haven't read this book myself, but I have heard like interesting things about it. It's like a neat little what if kind of scenario, I guess. I, have, I love hearing about all the stuff that George originally wrote, like how, like, I, I never noticed, but in the original trilogy, the word Sith is never spoken. Right. But he had mm -hmm. it written in his notes for like some of the early drafts right. or whatever. So right, right. it's, it's interesting because Sith is just so, I don't know. I don't know when the word actually we first heard it, but like, it just seems <laughs> like it makes sense. Like, it's like, I swear I'd always knew that. You know what I mean? Like I swear it was always in the trilogies, but it wasn't. Nope. Yep. Uh, yeah. It wasn't until uh, Phantom Menace that we got the, the word Sith uttered in a Star Wars piece of media. Yeah. Unless it was in a, it I don't, seemed I don't so think it natural, like, yeah, totally. Well, up until then, it was just called, uh, they were referred to as Dark Jedi. Yeah. Um, Same too with, with how, how like Darth Vader became Darth Vader. I don't know how I knew. Someone told me, and I just accepted this fact, that yes, Obi-Wan fought Darth Vader, or, or Anakin, in, in, and he beat him, and like he fell into lava. I always knew that, but I don't know where I knew that from. But I always knew that. I See, before that, I thought it was I acid. It was some sort of le legend. Someone had said it was acid at one point. Or maybe it was yeah. acid or something. I don't remember. But again, it was one of those things that I just yeah. like heard from a buddy who his older brother read the comic or read the book. Or yeah, yeah. It just kind of turned into a game of telephone almost as to this is why this is what happened to Anakin Skywalker to make him require a breathing suit. But uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, the, the, I, I always thought mm -hmm. that kind of stuff was really interesting as well. Just seeing like what the original plan was versus how it turned out. Much like, you know, Rise of Skywalker mm -hmm. or... Uh, yeah, that one. Anyways. Hmm. Number six, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, so I, I won't go into this one too, too deeply. It just basically says that um, no one's, there's not much known about it at all. Nothing's necessarily been ruled out from either side, but the theory is that it never happened because he's so busy with his Knives Out stuff. I think there's a Knives Out trilogy in the works. I can't. <laughs> Andrew, doth yeah. Protest Sorry, I'm, I'm not looking at the camera, Andy. I'm reading these articles. You, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't want to talk about Ryan Johnson. The reality is it didn't happen. It's never going to happen. And he can fucking suck it. <laughs> so like the, the Broom Boy trilogy. Not, Knives Out was the, great. I like enjoyed Knives Out. It was amazing. Looper's it was great. good. It was fun. Uh, he also did. Yeah. Mm, but he's not a Star, not Wars, Star Wars No. No. Nope, no, no. I don't really I don't need to see his stupid Broom Boy trilogy. Broom Boy. <laughs> Broom Boy. I forgot about that until this exact moment. Literally dramatic moment and he, you know, catches the broom and stares out off into the side. Oh, it's like <laughs> He holds the broom like a lightsaber. That's fucking oh, that's stupid. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> As, as Ryan Johnson was writing, I hit a tear in his eye. It's going to be so beautiful. And we're just like... <laughs> Garbage. Uh, poor guy. Uh, number five. Try again. Swing it a miss. Number five. How many of these are there? There's ten. They're going, we're go, okay, we we'll go quicker. We'll go quicker. <laughs> you keep interrupting me with thumbs down and fart noises. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's true. I, I accept that feedback. Swing it a miss. Infield back. Infield in. Infield normal. Oh, sports talk baseball. Great game. Game it. Continue. Continue. The Obi-Wan Kenobi solo <laughs> movie. Like the, the, the standalone, not Obi-Wan Kenobi with Han Solo. Because that'd be badass too. But um, why it didn't happen, we all know why. It got expanded into a six-part TV show. Um, although they do mention in this article, uh, the show later received a mixed... Re- the show received a mixed reception. What? I thought it was overall positive. What, what show? Kenobi. It was it was mixed, huh? Well, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it was like a like a divide yeah. that was kind of. I'm pretty sure it was bots, but I think I don't think I wouldn't say it was divided. I think most people enjoyed it, but they just saw like it was like it could have been better. It was good, but not great. That's how I would rank it. Really good moments and really great moments, but overall as a series, it was like well, it's m- much like all of these series. The ending is what has me coming back for more. Like it's like when you play golf and you you, you play like yeah. shit the entire game, but then you hit some fucking sweet shots on holes like 16, 17, 18 right at the end, yes. and that's what keeps you coming back. It's like the ending of these shit. Yes. It's like oh fuck! Like look at the first season of Mandalorian. The dark saber comes out. What? He's got the dark saber. Yes. And then season two, fucking Luke Skywalker comes out. <laughs> oh my nipples! Uh, Boba Fett. He got fucking Cad Bane. He's still alive because it's blinking still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get. You know, Obi Wan Kenobi with literal high ground that he's throwing at fucking Darth Vader. Oh my god! And then you get the half Hayden face. Erdogan's gone. It's just me. But like James Earl Jones is in his mouth somehow. How the fuck did he do? Oh, like so good. I guess he come right back to it. Can Can you give me a ride home? Obi <laughs> Wan. <laughs> I would like to hear him like call Palpatine after that. <laughs> can you can you come pick me up? It's, it's it's like when it's like when you're DDing and your friend has been an absolute shit show the whole night and he just throws up and he's sitting there in his own filth and he's like Sorry. <laughs> Please take me home. Can you get me McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh picturing Kramer in the phone booth. It's like I'm at uh, original. What's the pizza place? Original Joe's or or what's it called? Original Rays. Ray, original Rays or just Rays? I don't know. It's originals, Jerry. It's like how does the same street intersect itself? I must be the nexus of the universe. <laughs> you know what? I, this is off topic. Obviously, you know what I never noticed when I first watched 
Seinfeld. You know the scenes where like Kramer is like in New York City running around, mm-hmm. like you know running through. If you rewatch it now, it's clearly some actor who is not Kramer with a Kramer outfit just running through actual New York. Yeah, because the, uh, the show was filmed in L.A., so they hired some yeah. random actor and filmed them running through Times Square with a shitty Kramer. I <laughs> <laughs> never noticed. Uh, gold, Jerry, gold. Uh, anyways, they're saying that the show received mixed reception, uh, but funnily enough, it was uh, fans later pr- heaping praise on a two-hour fan edit that shortened the six episodes into a movie, which is funny considering that it was supposed to be a movie in the first place. And like you said, you watched a little bit of it, Ryan. Yeah. You didn't say it was. I, wa- I watched the first hour. It was, it was interesting. It, they made some interesting choices, and I, I kind of wish I just stuck through it and watched it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think the pacing is better. Like, there's a scene of like when Leia gets captured. Literally, they just kind of corner her, and then she gets like the the bag pulled over her head. There's no weird awkward chase scene, and there's just no fat. There's no filler. Yeah. You know, there's lots of like just sitting going over here and whatever. It's just like better paced. Right. Um, they, one thing I didn't like is they cut out like almost all the Inquisitor stuff at the beginning. Oh, um, and I guess the 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 creator guy his his rationale was that most of our like negative interpretation of Reva is because of how they talk about her. Where by removing the scenes where they're just like shitting on her, it just seems makes her more like intimidating and like mysterious. Interesting. Like you don't really know okay. what her angle is. So I respect the choice, but at the same time, I love the scenes with the Inquisitor. So it was like, mm, I don't know mm. if this is better, but okay, okay, yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. Well, yeah. well, apparently, according to this person, fans just praised it like crazy. So, uh, but anyways, moving right along. Uh, number four, the Boba Fett uh, solo movie. Again, not related to Han Solo, uh, and again, mm. similar thing. This turned into a TV show. Um, yeah, I'm really hoping they bring back Sammy Jackson for season two. I think season two is going to be really good of this show. I really do. I have faith that I think the story is just going to be like, I think now that they don't have to do the flashbacks, like, I mean, I get why they did it, but it could have been like, like 20 minutes of the first episode. Um, and then fleshed out more of the actual, and he could have just been a better crime boss. He didn't really do anything. He just kind of walked down the street. He wasn't really up. a crime boss. He was like yeah. the city mayor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't. Anyway, uh, what's number three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do hope Sammy J comes back. I agree with that. I think I think that was a conversation yes, yeah. when we have more time. Uh, number three. Yes. Well, I, that's that. I don't know if you guys saw when tomorrow was being interviewed. And they was asked about it. He got like so riled up, and I think he <laughs> forgot that he wasn't actually Boba Fett. And he's like, "He killed my dad." <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> method actor. Go down tomorrow. Uh, okay, so here's an interesting one. Number three, Moss Eisley spaceport, a Star Wars story, the movie. It, yes, it, you read that. It's right. like a, like Cheers. Only <laughs> it's just like a happy little everybody knows my name no droids get the fuck out <laughs> <laughs> uh so amidst the mad rush to develop an entire slate of star wars spinoffs making star wars reported that disney once considered making a movie about the spaceport luke skywalker goes to in the original film which was given the unofficial title of Moss Eisley Spaceport, A Star Wars Story. Absolutely no details of this project have surfaced over the years, and it's difficult to even speculate such a movie, what such a movie would revolve around. 
Maybe it would have been like Steven Spielberg's The Terminal, but set in space. That would be awesome. Hmm. Tom Hanks, like, I don't understand English. Uh, uh, how do I get to off of Tatooine? Um, so I says, to put it mildly, this doesn't sound like the strongest of movie ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, so, What if it was just like you know those stupid flyover videos that they put on Disney Plus that oh I've got to oh watching for far too long? I'm like, what's gonna happen? It's literally nothing, but like it's just like one camera shot of Mos Eisley and just ships coming in and leaving. It's just like it's just like a bird's eye view. It's like you know, like a live feed where you can just like watch like fish, but it's like Mos yeah. Eisley. It's it's like you know those uh, those nest cams that they put in like parks or uh, where, where they know that like a yeah, bird's exactly. nest is. It's like stagnant video, live view. Yeah, those flyover things were absolute garbage. That actually be kind of funny to tune into once in a while. <laughs> but um, anywho, um, why it didn't happen in that same report, which was published in June 2018, making Star Wars noted that the Star Wars project had recently canceled its studio space at Pinewood and that this project uh, was the Moss Eisley spaceport movie. Okay, so they had actually had studio space for it booked. Holy shit. Even... Uh, yeah, it's unclear why exactly it fell apart, I think we but just, just they got a lot of other stuff on the go. So we'll... It's garbage. Yeah. This <laughs> is stupid. Maybe that turned into the Boba Fett movie. But that was Mos Espa. But anyway. What is like the most boring part of Star Wars that they could make a, like a, a movie about? Uh, just the Lars farm before anything happened? Yeah. Just like a period of time, like a month, where they're just, just actual oyster farms? Just farming water. Um, Maybe that. <laughs> I'd like to see like a Steve Irwin-esque kind of... I heard that. <laughs> I it, This wouldn't be boring, but I'd love to see a Steve Irwin-esque kind of character explaining all of the Star Wars creatures. Like just like like that's honestly that's that that that's what the Harry Potter movies should have been. Yeah, like those new ones, new, whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, like instead of trying to like basically take get rid of that character and just focus on Dumbledore, like they could have just had him actually studying and collecting these animals. And right, that would be interesting. But, uh, number two, oh. David Benioff and DB Weiss's trilogy. They're the Game of Thrones guys. Um, Oof. I think we know what happened there. Yeah, so... They rushed Game of Thrones to fucking get to it and then fucked it all up. <laughs> I think so. And it wasn't Kylo that killed all the children. It was Luke. He killed them all. <laughs> he burnt them. Uh, so it says, little would have been... Uh, <laughs> little is known what they would have done with Star Wars uh, IP. Although at the time of the announcement, Bob Iger did note that the movies would focus on a particular point in time in the Star Wars franchise. What would that time would have been? But uh, who knows? Don't they all? Yeah, well, that that's about as general as you can get. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean... It takes place in space, guys. <laughs> in Star Wars space. Uh, in 2000... So why it didn't happen. In October 2019, Benioff and Weiss exited the Star Wars deal a few months prior. They'd signed another major content deal over at Netflix. And this was cited as the reason for walking far, far away from the Star Wars galaxy. And they said... Well, I think they dodged a bullet there. Yeah, really. Probably for the best. They, they watched that last season of Game of Thrones and were like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there was actually... there was. Uh, so here's what it says. There was also speculation that the backlash against the final season of Game of Thrones had created a rift between Benioff, Weiss, and Disney. Similar to how the failure of the Book of Henry, and again, all this... I mean, who knows what these guys would have done. Maybe it would have been great, maybe not, but... 
I don't know. Uh, that said, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy didn't completely shut the door on working with Benioff and Wise uh, in the future, stating that we hope to include them in the journey forward when they're able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. I mean, I guess it's all part of the whole marketing PR that they do. It's just it's just how it works now is like they want to build hype. Yeah. But I kind of wish they just didn't like announce it until it was like basically done. You mean like how many how many movies like even Marvel with their big Comic Con slate that they just like puked on and like you know how many of that's really gonna happen like I don't really care like just like don't tell Give me, me the trailer I was gonna make a movie yeah. just like once it comes to like close to release like hey this is who's involved <laughs> like show me some trailers like he's actually filming the movie that then I want to know not all this like years in advance like we're gonna do a whole trilogy with this one person and it doesn't happen like I'm 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 concerned that the Taika I don't think that Taika Waititi thing is going to happen. I kind of think, think so? I, I don't know. I really feel like Star Wars is like the the investment to make a show is so much like less cost of money where like a movie like they just is too much of a risk right now. And I just feel like they just kind of like just pumping out shows. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But we'll see. I really, I, I really want to see a Star Wars movie in the theater. I think I know I do miss it as great as the shows have been. It's just it's you'd miss that. Yeah. The excitement of going to the theater, seeing the crawl. Like it's just like there's a whole But thing. I think the shows have also diluted a lot of that hype because a lot of this hype around Star Wars. It's almost too much. It's because it was not it was not around. You didn't have the yeah. ability to go see anything else. There was no like there was books, of course, for the nerds like me. But those aren't the same as like you say, watching the crawl come up and getting just like force fed. this. Oh, yeah. this huge fun fact when we went to see the force awakens me and my girlfriend she i don't know what she was doing on her phone and i got like i'm like put your phone away the crawl is coming up people are going to be mad she's <laughs> like i'm just checking one line I'm like don't ruin yeah. this for me <laughs> i need this <laughs> it's so dramatic i apologize afterwards. but at the moment it just seemed like it just like i, I couldn't miss a single word that's funny you say that <laughs> when i was dating a girl in high school um we went to go see the uh, the Incredibles, and they that was like that was my first. I didn't know this trailer was going to be in here, but that's when Star Wars okay. Episode Three, their trailer. That was my first oh, time seeing that shit. trailer, and she's like babbling away to me talking about something. <sighs> I think I've I think I've talked about this in the podcast before, and I said, "Oh, just shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up." And I felt so bad shut after up. that for saying shut up. Like shut up is one of the, in my opinion, one of the worst things. Shut, you could... shut, shut your mouth. Yeah, exactly. It, it was exactly that. I felt horrific afterwards because it was like shut up is one of the worst things in my mind you can say to someone. It's like shutting them down. Your opinion is completely invalid. Stop talking. And I said that to the girl that I was dating at the time so I could watch Star Wars for two and a half minutes. Did you? Did you... Did you physically like try and close her mouth with your hand? All just, but just shut up. Just almost. Shut it was that close. <laughs> she she kind of like <laughs> like got it. I think it was just kind of like like what the fuck? Like okay, whatever. And then once it was over, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like that was amazing though. Wasn't that great? But Pat, it, 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 if you didn't tell this person to shut up, you wouldn't have found the love of your life. And have That's the true. You have now, Pat. So it was it was a worthy sacrifice. It was a okay? very worthy sacrifice there for sure. Um. Sometimes you got to tell some hood rats to shut up. <laughs> to shut your goddamn mouth. I'm watching a Star Wars. I'm watching Star Wars for three minutes. 
This is my time. Uh, I, I sometimes like it's just like I'm so addicted to like watching like all the content and, and lead ups to a movie. So I'm, I'm just as guilty. But I, I miss sometimes going to a theater and not knowing that a trailer is going to be yeah. there or even knowing that a movie was going to come right. out. Like, oh, my God, they're making another Star Wars? Oh, my God, this is amazing. Yeah, like, and experiencing that with other people, like, like friends that you're going at the to the movies with, getting that kind of like, oh, my God, like, yeah. that's going to be an awesome movie to go see. Like, did, did you just see that? Like, that's you just do that by yourself like while you're Phantom taking Menace a jump trailer. now. And, the, like, you scroll across it on a I, feed. I still, like, vividly remember going to see Pearl Harbor with Andy here, who will be back in a second. And... They had a trailer for Spider Man, and it was the one trailer where it has like oh, twin towers really? in it, and there's yeah, like a yeah. robbery, and that and there's like a helicopter gets stuck in between the two twin towers in like a web. Obviously, they had to pull that ad pretty quick, um, but I didn't even know there was a Spider Man movie coming out. And seeing that trailer, I was like, "Oh my god, this looks amazing!" And it's it, it was like just they, they just made that trailer. There was nothing from the actual movie no. in that trailer. It was just like a bank robbery. And yeah, yeah, and that like that was a teaser. That was the age of the teaser, right? When you could get something like that and be like, "Oh my god, I know what this is," but I need no more. Like that's just that's so satisfying. The fact that we're getting that—that's like, whew, yeah, I know mine. Um. Anyways, let's. F- Andy, do you, do you remember going to see Pearl Harbor at the Cambridge Movie Theater and seeing the Spider-Man trailer? Do I remember that? Yes. Put those down. I'm not editing out your crinkles. I feel like maybe I just imagined this 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 did, this happy moment. And did we go with like your mom? Yes, we went to the 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 movie theater in the Cambridge Mall, and we went and to we see Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yes, <laughs> I don't remember. It. It's either <laughs> Pearl Harbor or Rush Hour Two. I don't remember, but I I remember there was there was the ad for Spider Man. I, I remember going remember to the Cambridge it. Theater and seeing. Uh, that movie, the basketball movie with um, Sean Connery. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> you remember that movie? Oh, right. Yes, I remember that movie. I've never seen that. Uh, finding, finding, finding Forrester. Finding Forrester, yeah. Yeah, but we were just talking about how back in the day you didn't know a trailer was coming or even that a movie was being made. And I still remember seeing that first Oh, Spider-Man it was way better than it is now. It's a spoiler. Way better days, than yeah. it is now. Everything's spoiled. There's yeah. nothing. <sighs> yep. Anywho. Um. Anyway, last one on the list. Mm. No, we'll let everyone go here. Well, Zack Snyder's Star Wars films. Film. In early 2013, Vulture oh, yeah. reported that none other than Zack Snyder... 2013. Zack Snyder was developing a Star Wars project, which was intended to be set sometime after episode uh, mm. six, though separate from the then-in-development sequel trilogy. Snyder's vision was described as a Jedi epic that took its cues from Akira Kurosawa's 1954 classic Seven Samurai, only with the titular samurai and their source users and lightsabers. Well, he's making a version of that movie now for Netflix called Rebel Moon. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Which his last movie was kind of just whatever. That zombie movie was like, eh. that's a bit of a drag. It was okay. Although I did love his version of Justice League. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty sick. I will say. Even though it was like four hours long. It was better. Yeah, it, it was, was better. better. It was better. The Snyder it was guy. a masterpiece. <laughs> it's the yeah, best movie ever made. It helped, but... Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> <laughs> no sarcasm. Uh, 
None at all. Uh, so you know, so anyway, why it didn't happen? Um, uh, the validity of the report was soon challenged by Hollywood Reporter. Blah blah blah. Uh, but 2021, Snyder confirmed that he had indeed worked on a Star Wars movie, but that it was before mm. Luke. We talked about it, but it never mm. happened. Uh, he indic- uh, he said, indicating that the project simply lost steam once those early discussions had concluded. Uh, now it's saying, in a way, Snyder is finally getting to make his Star Wars movie with the upcoming Rebel Moon, which is an epic space opera about an underdog colony rebelling against a tyrannical empire. Sound familiar? Say about that. <sighs> and scene we, we did it. okay so yeah that was that was a long episode but uh it showed uh, some of these these forgotten or ill-fated star wars movies tv shows projects that never got off the ground um mm. but yeah personally now we just mm. got other stuff to look forward to like like andor and the tv side of things and hopefully the movies will pick up steam again but yeah. uh we we will We'll have to await to see what happens. Okay. Yes. Cool. We'll see you in right, August. Well, uh, yeah, we're, oh, yeah, we're off now for a little while. Uh, we'll have an episode over the next uh, week and a half or so. Um, and then it'll be another week and a half before we come back up, come back to you. But uh, anyways, have a very happy rest of your summer, everybody. We're going to be coming back strong and hard uh, later on in August uh, with some uh, we're, we're going to get some interviews back up in this piece uh, because that's obviously what people like based on our <laughs> ratings and numbers. Uh, so we need to get back. We need we need to start pumping those out again. Those are much more interesting than me. Than me. Who am I kidding? Than I me. mean, we have a good time. But... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's what's most important. Most important. Okay, right, gang, anything else? Any other? I, I know. Oh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has remake has been paused indefinitely. Oh. And... <laughs> we'll talk oh, about really it in three more. weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tune into our Instagram at Good Morning Alderon. Send us your news, your reviews, your interviews, uh, or interview requests. If there's anybody you know of that you'd like to, to interview that is a uh, I'd say a, a G level Hollywood person or below, um, mm-hmm. then we'll be more than happy to, as long as they've had something to do with star Wars, then yes. we'll be more than happy to interview them. Uh, but yeah, uh, at good morning, Alderaan on Instagram on behalf of my very handsome co-hosts, Andy and Ryan, just want to say thanks for listening and hey, always be a Jedi in the street and a Sith in the sheets. Good night, everybody. Bye.